0: I want to know what you're doing. The chain in those handcuffs
1: is high tensile steel. It'll take you 10 minutes to hack through it
0: with this. Now, if you're lucky, you can hack through your ankle in five minutes.
1: Welcome everyone to My Bleeding Ears Podcast. This is episode number 140. Thank you guys for joining us today. And us, I mean me, Larry, and my co-host Jesselyn. Hello. We are just starting December here in 2020. So of course we got a lot of Christmas shit coming out. Mm-hmm. Christmas horror movies, Christmas action movies, rom-coms, flim flams. You know, yeah. It, it, yeah, it's that time of year.
0: You know what? I want to talk about Fat Man. Have you seen the trailer for Fat Man?
1: I've seen. Yes, I have.
0: Okay. What the fuck is that? (laughs)
1: What?
0: Somebody tell me. What is that?
1: It's something that I probably want to see. So.
0: (sighs) (laughs) I have one question. Why?
1: Why? (laughs) I don't know. A different take on Sandy.
0: (sighs) It looks so terrible. Unbelievably terrible, and, like machete terrible, but like not on purpose, like <laughs> machete was. But maybe it is on purpose, but that's not clear from the trailer.
1: Isn't it? Michael Shannon is the who's fighting Santa. Is that isn't that? I who don't it even is? remember. Yeah, I I, I saw parts of the trailer.
0: Mel Gibson being ridiculous in the dumbest trailer I've ever
1: seen. (laughs) Like, since
0: Snakes on a Plane.
1: Which, again,
0: was stupid on purpose.
1: And you went to the theater for that one, didn't you? I was just a young (laughs) (laughs) 20-something. Oh, Snakes on a Plane, this is going to be great.
0: And it wasn't. No, it wasn't.
1: But, did you not watch that movie again?
0: I watched it again. <laughs> you know, if it were anyone, well not anyone, but if it were almost anyone but Mel Gibson, <clears throat> I might be intrigued, but I mm-hmm. very much dislike him as a human being, and mm-hmm. so I don't want to see anything he does anyway, no matter how stupidly intriguing this one might
1: be. <laughs> I'll watch it without you, and I'll let you know. Okay,
0: just just let me know. So that's all. I just, it's been on my mind. I don't understand. That's all. Like Kurt Russell is doing, like, silly Christmas movies and leaning into how silly it is.
1: And this is more of, like, um, kind of, remember in the movie Scrooged, where they're showing the different commercials and they got... Yes! They got Lee Majors. And That's so, exactly what it looked <laughs> like. It looked him. like a
0: fake trailer from Scrooged. So, yeah. <laughs> they got the fucking fall guy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm interested. I want to see it. it it's... Know. I mean, it's, it's something different, which I'm always up for. Something a little different. And, yeah.
0: Alright. Fine.
1: So, let's get into some of the movies that we watched All right. recently.
0: So, we didn't watch very many, really. We've been, like, binging through SVU.
1: <laughs> and, you know, SVU is... is It's a great show. I like watching yeah. it. Uh, whenever I come home from work... I, I work in a hospital, so... Of course, you know, I, I'm not in the best of moods when I come home, and that's when I come home and Jessalyn throws on SVU as I cool down, so I get to see other people, no, I'm not talking about the victims on the show, course I'm talking it. about the detectives, the workers on that show, just getting shit on, and and just just having rage issues and everything, and it's, it's my cool down to see all these other people being all fucked up, and it's not me. <laughs> And it, it's it's great, but what I we've learned uh, from last night because we we're watching more because we we were just picking different episodes out of the seasons.
0: Yeah, we're bouncing around <clears throat> and we we're we bounced back to like season two.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, actually, we went back to season one and started from the very beginning. Yes. And it's a different show. Yeah. Until like the second season, and it's a little different, like because um, some of the characters in the first season weren't working. Like, the one detective that's there, the female one, and she's in, in, in the second season is replaced by Ice-T. Because right. Ice-T isn't in the first season. He appears in the first episode of season two because they started making a few changes to the show because it was, mm-hmm. I mean, like... it, uh, The stories are always fucked up. But yes. they didn't have the right characters in season one to combat that or to, to be the opposite of what's going on. You didn't have... You had Munch, the character of Munch in there, who, yeah, he makes one-liners and everything but it did really didn't bring levity to the show right until season two when Ice-T came in because we were watching ep- uh, this first season like man this shit's like really kind of getting us down and I was like you yeah. know why it's because we don't have Ice-T this fish out of water in this show yeah not necessarily his character but also Ice-T is a person who Ice-T
0: is, yeah is a west coast
1: <laughs> rapper from like the 80s and 90s and now he's now he's playing a detective. Somebody, on a New
0: York-based show. On a New <laughs>
1: York-based show. And, yeah, it's just, it's it's weird. But when he joins the show, it's a little different, you know. Things are are kind of a little more, are, are funnier, and, I, in a way. Like, yeah. he he's more, he took the mantle of Lenny from uh, Law & Order, the original series, a little more. Like, he, uh, you know, how Lenny always had the jokes and everything. Yeah. And... Ice-T kind of brought a little more of that. It's a little more kind of honesty to the show.
0: But he's almost like mm. the audience when he asks questions. Yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> he's, he's,
1: he's, he, yeah, exactly. And that's what helped people into the show a bit more. Yeah. Because he was more of the outsider. And they show that in the beginning of season two, where he comes in at the very end of the first episode. And then that's where he's introduced and everything. So I uh, I'm, I want to start watching the rest of season two now. because yeah. Just to see how different things become in the transition from season one to season two so yeah that's what we've been doing a lot. <laughs> he's just watching SVU
0: right which is so that long story explains why we haven't watched that many movies right. we're gonna get on it we will yes um mm. so what we did watch one of the things that we watched was just man what do you, what year is it even from house on Haunted Hill I want
1: to say what 2000 or 90 yeah, or, or like
0: late 90s.
1: It came around right around that time when they're doing a lot of those horror remakes. They did 13 Ghosts also.
0: 1999,
1: yeah. uh, The Haunted. Um, So they're just redoing all those. And this is actually probably my favorite of those movies, is the House on Haunted Hill. Yeah. Yeah. the one with uh what's his face the the real popular actor
0: Jeffrey Rush Jeffrey Rush
1: yeah. yeah Jeffrey Rush like he, here's this nom- uh, this oscar nominated actor like a, a year or two prior cuz he was in that movie Rush and then you see him in this movie hamming it up and he's oh. fucking great in this movie I feel
0: like he's the only one who gets it maybe Famke Jansen gets it too A little bit yeah <laughs> And this one's fine
1: I have a good time with it um, Yeah
0: we've seen it a bunch of times
1: Right not very gory. I mean there's some well yeah, there is some gory parts to it. There's but it's it's in just like certain sections. It doesn't necessarily murderize a lot of the other characters right in front of you. Right. It's more of just the aftermath. But I will say that I I want to say that I enjoy the sequel to this movie more. Um House on Haunted Hill, or Return to the House on Return Haunted Hill with was with Serena Vincent. Yeah. So, I kind of like that one a little more. It's a little more campy and and just more. You're, it's more like Saw in a way. There's more like the deaths are a little more exquisite. So, yes. it's a bit more fun. Mm-hmm. So, um, if we can watch, if we can find it for free, that'd be great. Because I don't want to pay for it again. Because I saw it when it first came out, it was straight to video. And I was like, wow, this isn't too bad. You know, this is yeah. actually a pretty good follow up. Yeah, it's not. As expensive as the other one, and the leading roles in this one aren't Jeffrey Rush. But hey, man, we got Serena Vincent from Cabin Fever. I mean, can't lose. Great. So, but anyway, um, yeah. What do you think about this movie? What do you rate yeah. this one with all those other remakes that came out in the late '90s, early 2000s? I think
0: it's fine. I love those movies. Mm-hmm. I don't not because they're like really good ghost movies, mm-hmm. but because they're fun, silly, bloody, gory movies. Like this one opens with James Marsters, who you all know as Spike. Only he's an Amer- he's American in this because James Marsters is actually American despite his excellent cockney accent. <laughs> um and yeah, there there uh, Jeffrey Rush is complete com- completing this roller coaster yes, that yes, starts yes. out with uh, elevator dropping.
1: Yeah, he's like a an entertainment yeah. uh guru just like with the, trying to find the next big thing in and- getting a rush out of someone right uh, like with amusement parks and everything he has this one uh it's supposed to be like you're you're getting in this elevator to go on a roller coaster but the elevator ride is actually the ride it's at
0: the beginning of the ride yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: so it's there's a big fake out in the beginning with it and it's very effective
0: the elevator falls jeffrey right. rush pretends he doesn't know what's going on james right. marsters and the reporters start freaking out it's fun. Like, right after that, you know this is going to be a fun, silly movie.
1: Right. Yeah. Exactly. They, they set you up for that, which is good. They, yeah. They, I mean, they can't really set you up for this to be that serious of a movie. You're right. You're fucking Jeffrey Combs in it, okay?
0: <laughs> it's a little a little closer to House on Haunted Hill, the novella by Shirley Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um that, The novella is actually about strangers who come to this house for a sleep study, which is closer than the House on Haunted Hill TV show, even though the House on Haunted Hill Hill TV show is better, I think, than the book and mm-hmm. this movie. Yes, but this is a little bit closer to that. The the mm-hmm. all the people are led to this house and offered a million dollars to spend one night there.
1: Yeah, and um, yeah, and then yeah, it's haunted asylum.
0: Yeah. So yeah. Chris Kattan at his most tolerable, and that is not saying much. <laughs>
1: I don't know. Corky Romanos. Ugh.
0: But he did actually make me snicker against my will a couple of times in this movie.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a fun movie. I don't know. Maybe it's more for Halloween-ish, I guess. But yeah, a shit. It's it's still fun. Late 90s. Second on the teat of the past. Yeah.
0: Love it. I love late 90s. Ni- any 90s horror films. I'm all about it. All
1: right. So, so next...
0: Yeah. Next, movies that we had not seen before. From 2019 on Shudder, we watched Z. Yeah,
1: that's right, Z. Yeah. Um, it's another one of those stories where a child has an imaginary friend. Yeah. Uh, this one is... Uh, actually, it's done well. It's done very well.
0: It's not bad, yeah.
1: But at the same time, you, you this is just another one of those uh, make-believe friends that's actually... A monster kind of thing or or it's
0: actually, yeah, like a real right real monster that actually haunted the kid's mother when she was right, and, and now, is trying to get back to her, yeah, yes,
1: and yeah, we kind of find that out later on in the movie, but yeah, uh, it's fine, it's not bad, it's just there in a way i i was I was never bored,
0: no with it. But Z himself is sort of goofy looking. Yeah, he does. Felt like they would, I don't know, make him look different or yeah. make the movie itself different based on his appearance.
1: Uh, the guy just, uh, the Z just looks like a monster who's going to poop his pants anytime, and And it's not necessarily scary. It's more of surprising.
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah. You know, but not annoying like a music jump scare. It's... Mm-hmm. I mean, I think they are music jump scares, but he—he I mean, he looks weird. I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but this one's on Shutter. Yeah, I'll check it out. It's all right.
0: Yeah, definitely check it out.
1: It's not a bad movie at all.
0: The next thing that we watched on Amazon was Death December from ah, 2020. Yes. This is an anthology movie, Christmas horror movie. Right. With 24, like an advent calendar, 24 yes. short movies. Right,
1: and I just read that the unrated version of this has a 25th segment, and it's like a claymation or something like that. I just read it very briefly, oh, so, okay. it was, so I was wondering, like, okay, I'm, I've had like one advent calendar in my entire life, and I couldn't, I don't remember, is there, like, do you open a door on the 25th to get a chocolate?
0: I don't remember. It's yeah. been a really long time. We didn't have, we had one that was like bows or buttons or something and you would untie Mm -hmm. or unbutton. There was no candy. Oh. So I'm not sure. But I think there were 25. Yeah.
1: So I, so going into this, I'm like, why is there only 24? Yeah. It should be 25. So I guess, I don't know, whatever. Right.
0: Um, Um, You know, there there are 24 short movies. Right. So only a couple really stuck out to me. Yes,
1: there was a few good ones that that did stick out. And the one I know you and I are thinking of is the... There's this uh, Latino family. They're in a room. And then their son is dying from disease. We don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then he dies. He flatlines in his room. And... But outside, there are Christmas carolers, and he starts to live again. But once you can't hear the Christmas carolers anymore, he starts to die, and everyone starts freaking out around him in the bed. So the I want to say their maid goes and grabs the Christmas carolers, and they're all children, yeah. and brings them into the bedroom, and then they sing, and he stays alive. And that's the only way he's going to stay alive, because we see in, in different segments, in the same... I mean, the, the camera never changes its position. Mm-hmm. It just shows you, kind of, through the years, how they're keeping this boy alive.
0: Still in a coma, but alive. yeah, he's in a coma. Yeah.
1: He's not waking up. And just these Christmas carolers, the same ones, are just standing there through time, singing and getting older and getting filthy. And like the the the, the boy in the bed is no longer a boy. He's a man. He gets married. <laughs> People die around him. Their corpses are just lying there. People are going insane through all this time and it's just done really well. I like that yeah. a whole lot. And then the kid
0: who's a man now wakes up and leaves. He
1: wakes up, kills wakes- the last caroler. Yeah. <laughs> turns out
0: he was a pretty terrible person. Yeah,
1: through all that time and just watched all these people die around him. Yeah. Just the place just get filthy and you you it's funny cuz you get to see all these people very quickly just get old. They're doing the kind of the same movements through time like they were doing before so you can recognize these characters like the the car- the carolers are all standing in the same place until um, like some of them die and then they're not there anymore. The maid who enters the room enters in the same way each time, bringing food for
0: everybody. For yeah. everyone,
1: the food grows and it just keeps. in <laughs> it's very well done. It's it's a very good yeah,
0: one. Yeah, that's a good one. That's really the one that sticks out to yes. me. Yes, um, um, but I, I love an anthology horror. I like yeah. this. Yeah, not yeah.
1: all of them are going to be great. There's right. some like the holiday shopper one was okay. Um, yeah,
0: that one was okay. It got old fast, it did. and it's not even that long. Right?
1: Yeah, you got it old really fast. <laughs> um, and there's some other ones too that I really can't remember right now. They're the the one with the the two. I don't know if they're these two females. I don't know if they're sisters or they're some family, but they're at like a Christmas party together or like a family Christmas party, and they end up leaving. And they're, they're very close to each other while they're ice skating. And then yeah. one of the girls doesn't know how to ice skate. And then she act- accidentally like starts hurting the other girl who's trying to yeah. teach her how to ice skate. They're, they're not <laughs> sisters. They're lovers. They're I lovers? Pretty okay. clear, yeah. All right. Because I was just like kind of confused. Because like we're family now and stuff. I'm yeah. Like, or something like that.
0: I think like she just brought her girlfriend home for the first time. Something right. like that.
1: Yeah. So that one's pretty funny. the music in it's actually kind of cool, too. Yeah. I liked it. Uh, any it's other ones slap that... Slapstick ice skating. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> any other ones that you... That no, were those are really...
0: Out? I want to... What were Barbara Crampton's? I want to um, remember.
1: shit. I forgot. Because we've got
0: Barbara Crampton and Tiffany Shepist, who I haven't seen in a really long time.
1: Well, she was in the shopper one. She in the was, shopper one, yeah. She was the... Um, the... The customer... Uh, but, yeah, you know what I do recommend this one yeah, because me it's, too. there's all these different stories, yeah, they're all not gonna hit, but i I did see briefly some reviews people were giving it, and they're giving it, like two stars and everything.
0: yeah, that it doesn't deserve
1: that. no, it doesn't. some I was on letterbox, and people were giving me like half stars. Yeah. And...
0: there were none of them that I dislike so much. They stick out in my head, yeah, there's... Like, there were some ABCs of death that I could completely do without that yeah. didn't happen in this movie.
1: Um, but yeah, it's very much like the ABCs of Death. If you did like that movie, you will like this one. Yeah. Not as hardcore as ABCs of Death. No. Um, and it doesn't go out of line very much. And this one pretty much just keeps you right with the Christmas and doesn't necessarily piss on Christmas at all.
0: No, yeah. it doesn't. And and all of them, all of the segments, I feel like, are sort of leaning into the humor of the whole yes, which yes, is fun. Yeah. yeah,
1: they're not taking it too seriously mm-hmm. for the most part, yeah. Uh, there's also the the, the faux Krampus one where right. the dad dresses up like Krampus or something like that, and like, <laughs> yeah, that one's that one's all right. Um, yeah, there's other ones, but yeah, check this check one it out. out. It's
0: on Amazon. We didn't rent it, I don't think. Yeah, we rented oh, it. Oh, we did. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, it must not have been that much.
1: It wasn't, no, yeah. it wasn't, right? it was like five dollars, yeah, on, on Amazon. But yeah, go ahead and check that one out, Um, and stick around, because we will have our movie of the week next. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your earholes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. Our movie of the week is the 2018 Steve McQueen directed movie Widows. This is Jessalyn's pick for mm-hmm. our movie of the week.
0: We've talked about it before because I watched it with my parents in the theaters and mm-hmm. loved it. So it made you watch it when it was on HBO briefly, I think.
1: Uh-huh, yes.
0: Um, and you also really liked it. Yeah, I did. And, and it, I don't want to say it bombed, but I...
1: It, it, did, it did okay. It
0: did okay, but it should have done way better, I feel
1: like. Re- well, recognition-wise, yeah. yes, I do think it so. It got,
0: like, no nominations Nothing, that I can yeah. think of. Yeah, it didn't get the recognition it deserved because mm. sure, it's a heist movie, but it's a heist movie with heart and an actual storyline and right. uh, a close close up look at the corruption of Chicago governance. And,
1: mm-hmm. and plus, the the filmmaking itself and character development with all of the characters is is well done too.
0: Yeah, star studded cast.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, there's just tons of, of well-known people in this, and mm-hmm. obscure characters, too, that you'll see. But, yeah, this is a very well ma- well-made well movie, and, uh, all right, let's start talking about yeah. it. And um...
0: All filmed in Chicago, obviously, not yes. just some shots. They filmed everything in Chicago, including two scenes at a diner that's less than a mile away from us. That right, we've been yeah. To before. yeah. Yeah,
1: multiple times before, mm-hmm. and hell, they even have the same paper signs up in the windows yeah. the, when we've gone there, and probably you're still up now. I haven't
0: Cash walked the by there
1: in a while, but um, yeah. yeah, I'm sure it's... it's
0: Pancake just, House, I think, is what it's called. Right,
1: yeah. It's, um, it's a nice place. It's, it's you know, kind of somewhat of a hole-in-the-wall in a the way. Um, they have all the nice breakfast foods. It's just like one of those places in Chicago where... People just go to fucking eat. You know, yeah. it's It's nothing it's a, extravagant. A staple. I mean, it's yeah.
0: definitely been there since I moved here in 2003. Mm-hmm. It seems like it's been here for many, many years. Right. But yeah, so I just wanted to add, it's very cool they filmed everything in Chicago, not yeah. just like some setup up shots.
1: Mm-hmm. So our movie starts <clears> out with um, a heist with a bunch of men. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you're watching this movie going, okay, widows. And we're watching all these men do this heist. Yeah,
0: right. <laughs> you're,
1: you're thinking, okay, well, these guys are not going to fucking survive. No. And that's mm-hmm. when we're introduced to our, I want to say, for now, our eight main players. Or, uh, what was it, wait. Yeah, our eight main players of the movie, for the most part. We have... um Liam Neeson, mm-hmm. who is Harry Rawlings, he is like a, he's a master thief, well known in like the criminal empire. You need something stolen, he's gonna do it for yeah. you. He's leading this heist, and he is married to um, what's her name in the movie? Fuck,
0: B- Veronica, Veronica. Viola
1: Davis. Yeah, it was played by Vi- Viola Davis. Um, we get to see their interaction interactions in the beginning of this movie to establish that they're a couple, mm-hmm. and then we see the whole start of the job of Liam Neeson getting ready to rob whatever. And then that's when we, we cut to the other men who are on this job and they, and their significant others during this opening right. scene. We get to see Michelle Rodriguez with her husband. Um, we get to see how they're playing off each other. And it's different than what um, liam neeson and uh, veronica are doing right
0: they are very wealthy be- because of harry not mm-hmm. because
1: of veronica Veronica, yeah ver- um and she's and they live in a nice house and the relationship is very quiet mm-hmm. and that's where we go to michelle rodriguez and her husband carlos uh, carlos he's he ends up you know taking a lot of her money that he he ends up stealing and then kinda of puts it into her store and then she makes a little money, but then he takes it all back kind of thing and he
0: And gambles. And gambles. He yeah. pretty much
1: gambles all of her money away. And you see them fighting in their in her store.
0: But uh, it's still playful. Right. They're yeah. not
1: hitting each other or, or yeah, it's not horrible. Yeah. Then we get to see, um also in in the next scene we see um What's her face from uh, Elizabeth Eli- Debicki? Right, we get to see her and John Barenthal, the the, the Punisher. Yep, uh, and they're seeing together. Um, we see that Elizabeth Debicki has like a a black eye, and we can pretty much get from their whole interaction that her boyfriend beats her. Yeah. Um. So she and she doesn't necessarily cower towards towards that. She. Speaks yeah. up when something's hap- when she doesn't agree with something.
0: It becomes pretty clear that she's lived with abuse from her mother for her entire life. Right. And so, so the cycle continues. Right.
1: Yeah. And and you'll see like her sarcasm with him probably started with her mother and yeah. everything. And right.
0: I'll go ahead and say it now. Her character development, um, her character arc in this movie is my favorite. It's, I didn't think I was going to care, and she's great.
1: It's the best. Yeah. Development in the movie, mm-hmm. right? You're absolutely right. Uh, and then we see uh, the last widow is um, her name
0: is Carrie Coon from The Leftovers. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm
1: looking. She just she has a baby and uh, in her apartment with her husband. You see, her husband is leaving, and she's taking care of the baby alone. And then uh, he leaves, and then that's where we kind of. Don't necessarily get to the heist. We get to the beginning and the end of the heist, where uh, John Berenthal is shot, and they get into their van. Um, they're driving away, trying going to their meetup points to switch cars. Um, they get there, they switch their cars out, and once they're about to leave, we see that the police are there, and the police start to fire upon the van.
0: Yeah, it's clear that someone tipped off the police. Right, yeah. this
1: is a setup. So mm-hmm. the van blows up. And you're assuming everyone's killed in, inside. And then all of our widows, you know, find out that their husbands have been killed. hmm And they're all kind of, uh, they had, all of them had no problem, and they all knew what their husbands did.
0: Right. Even if Veronica ignored what her husband did she and wasn't knew. involved, she knew.
1: She okay. knew. They all knew what their husbands were doing. Yeah. So th- I think that's very important in this movie because none of them are necessarily victims,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which I think is great because the last thing I needed in in this movie for these women is for them to to be victims in a way. I think right. they 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 take their power in this movie, and this it's an empowering movie and not a, a victim
0: blaming kind of movie. This is right. very empowering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Um, so we should cut to um, the other story, the core, the, the parallel story, which is Jack Mulligan and Jamal Manning, who are running for alderman mm-hmm. on the south side of Chicago. Um,
1: so no, if you don't know what Chicago is, it's... As much as they like to say Chicago's a melting pot, it's the most segregated city in the fucking world. not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the south side of Chicago, I want to say, is predominantly black,
0: mm-hmm. and we
1: have this um, Colin Farrell character who's taking over Alderman from his dad,
0: Robert Duvall. Yeah,
1: and, and he, because Robert Duvall's character had to be uh, had to be removed from his position, and now there's like an op- open open uh, uh, vote for Alderman there in that district, and Colin Farrell is going to take over that part from his dad. But he's also fighting one of the residents of that district too, Jamal, who wants to take back what they've take back the power from um, Colin Farrell's family.
0: He does. And that's the platform he runs on, but we also find out that he is well known gangster. He's a gangster too, and yeah. And he decides he doesn't want to live that life anymore. He wants mm-hmm. to be a politician, which is basically the same thing. Yeah, it's only a gangster less dangerous. Yeah. Right.
1: And he explains that too. Mm-hmm. He's like, and He'd rather, you'd rather be a gangster in politics than a gangster out in the street. And yeah. that's what he wants to change. And you see that, yes, the characters that Robert Duvall and Colin Farrell are gangsters, but just in a completely different way. Right.
0: In a wealthy white man way. Right. And and that's what Brian Tyree Henry, Jamal Manning, wants.
1: He wants that. And he yeah. wants to take back his, his area. And his
0: brother, Daniel, played by Daniel Kaluuya, thinks this is silly. Right. He doesn't want to stop being a gangster. He doesn't want right. to get into politics.
1: And he's my favorite character, he's actually, yeah. in, in the movie. Because, one, it's a completely different character than he played yeah. in, in um, whatchamacallit? Get Out. Get Out. Because that's pretty much, I want to say, for most people, that's the first movie they, they'd seen him in. Yeah,
0: that and then episode of Black Mirror, where he's yeah. also very mild-mannered. Right, yeah.
1: and it's very different character from what he's playing in, in Widows. Je t'aime. yeah, that's right. <laughs> so yeah,
0: uh, Brian Tyree Henry, Jamal, introduces him to Jack Mulligan, Colin Farrell, and Colin Farrell goes, I love you too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> His accent is okay, uh, Colin Farrell's. He's Irish, obviously. When his Irish slips in, it almost doesn't matter because yeah, yeah. he's Irish. Irish
1: in Chicago, so Jack yeah. Mulligan. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. And that's matter. that's all fine, right? That's a very important scene in our movie.
0: Yeah. So we established that right now, Jack Mulligan is winning uh, against Jamal Manning by twelve points, but that lead is has been dwindling. Right. So he, when they first meet, Jack Mulligan is asking him to concede. Right. Because he's so far ahead. And Jamal kind of says, fuck off.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. Like, yeah. All right. Come on, let's go. Uh, in a political way. <laughs> <laughs> nothing nothing you know, violent or anything. Not saying things ain't gangster, but right. it is. <laughs> he's,
0: he's menacing. I mean, I knew Brian Tyree Henry could be menacing. Because in, in Atlanta, he kind of is. He's only a rapper. It's not like he's mm-hmm. a gangster, but... Yeah, but he's pretty scary in this. Mm-hmm.
1: And then that's kind of after that, We that's when we get back to our widows um, and how they're dealing with all of this, what they're going to do. We see uh, Elizabeth Debicki's character, I mean, doesn't have a place to live anymore. Mm-hmm. Her mom is now showing her websites of places to go to fuck rich men. To be
0: an escort, yeah. Yes. Highly paid escort. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and that's where we get to see the abuse between... I mean, uh, she's a grown woman, mm-hmm. and her mom is still abusing her.
0: Yeah. She still um, slaps her in the face. Right. And mm-hmm. then Elizabeth Debicki's character apologizes. Al- mm-hmm. Alice. Alicia Alice. is what her mother calls her, because she's Polish, but Alice yes, is her name. Yes,
1: Alice. So we get to see Alice and her mom. We get to see um, Michelle Rodriguez's character. Uh, her store is being ransacked by uh, the people Carlos owed money to. Yeah. Because she never owned the store. She said she paid rent, but that rent money went to the racetrack for Carlos. Right. So these these guys come in, take all of her shit. It's I mean, like was, a
0: bridal shop, yeah.
1: Right, and then they're just taking everything from her. And we... So Veronica puts a call out to the other three women, but only two of them respond. The other one doesn't respond. At all.
0: Amanda, Carrie Amanda. Coom, that's her name, yeah.
1: Right. She doesn't respond, and she's kind of out of the movie for a while now. And that's where... Veronica
0: who also can't afford her apartment anymore no
1: no she's losing money too yeah um her um what's his name uh, Jamal Garrett. oh sorry Jamal comes over to her apartment and because Harry Rawlings ripped him off of two million dollars yeah so he goes to her and says you know he ripped me off and she's like I had nothing to do with that uh, he's like yeah you you knew about him though there's mm-hmm. nothing but you knew so I want this money Get this money if you're able to find it, make it happen, or else you're dead.
0: Yeah. Kind of thing. he sort of holds the dog up and chokes him by his collar very briefly, but it's still very upsetting. Right. He's yeah. a bad dude. Right. Yeah.
1: So he. Um, so, of course, Veronica's very scared by this. Um, she doesn't know what to do. Um, Harry left her. Um, she gave uh, her driver
0: Garrett Dillahunt.
1: Garrett Dillahunt. Um, he's, he's very. His character is very much in service to Veronica. It seems like he was very much like Harry's guy. You know, Harry could call him for anything, help Mm -hmm. him out. He's like, their their chauffeur in a way, and he'll do other things to help them out. Right. So he gives Veronica a key that Harry gave him in case anything ever happened to him. And so Veronica finds what this key is, and... And uh, what it does is it, it opens up a lockbox and it contains a book. And inside the book is everything that Harry's ever done, plans to uh, rob other places, all these different things. So Veronica has this book and she wants to know if she can sell it and maybe, maybe they'll leave her the fuck alone. Yeah. And so she ends up going to the Fireside Bowl.
0: Which you've been to. Which
1: I've been to. And now, well, before, back, I want to say, in the 70s and 80s, it was a bowling alley. But in the 90s, it was a rock and roll club. Mm-hmm. where Or like a punk rock club. more. It was way out. It was a punk rock. It wasn't rock. It was punk rock. Yeah. Because it was at a bowling alley to where they closed off all of the lanes and never opened them. Or which I've never seen. And had concerts there. And I had seen some pretty big bands there i saw like clutch there uh shit um a bunch of other punk bands that made a big so i'd seen a a quite a few shows there so it's funny to see this place once again open the stage is gone and now it's a bowling alley again so it's 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 funny
0: they must have put up a front uh what's the word that i'm looking for Because it's not a bowling alley anymore. Oh, it is a bowling alley. It's a bowling bowling alley alley now. Because, yes, because it was a
1: bowling alley, then it wasn't a bowling alley, but now it's a bowling alley again. Okay. So, yes. So, they don't have shows there anymore, and they cleaned up the place. I'm probably guessing from the production, they cleaned up the place because that place was fucking filthy when I was there. Yeah,
0: it looks like a cute little bowling alley. Yeah, it
1: is. Maybe we should go there sometime. Yeah. Hmm.
0: And we meet there. Kevin O'Connor. Am I saying his name right? Yeah, can he's. Can I find him? He's
1: from Kevin yeah. uh, Chicago. Actor, actually, he's been in a lot of Chicago productions, mm-hmm. including FX. Uh, was it the first one or the second one? I think it's the second one. Okay, uh, FX Two. <laughs> he's in
0: Deep he's Rising in and the Mummy, or mummy, what I Mummy, right? From, yeah. uh,
1: and Van Helsing. He plays Igor, I think. Yeah. So yeah, it's funny to see that guy. He's a uh, character actor. Yeah. Uh, We see him there, and he's pretty much saying, you know, maybe you might get some. If you're to give this book to them, they might leave you alone. Who knows? Um, Whatever. Kind of thing. So Veronica ends up leaving, but we see that Shatem is watching her from the bar, uh, from the Fireside Bowl leave. Mm -hmm. And he's just. And while he's doing this too, which I like about his character a lot, is that it's just not him there sitting there watching, listening to music. He's actually learning while he's waiting. He's not this is a serious game for him. This isn't bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's learning different languages and, and things on like these self-help books or whatever. So while he's doing a stakeout, he's also learning about things. He's not your typical gangster, which I like a lot. He's th- not just a henchman, yeah. Right. Exactly. He's the right-hand man and cuz he knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And he's a gangster. So so I I, I like that scene.
0: So wait, did we skip my favorite scene of his? Or have we not gotten there? Uh, Has it not happened yet? Oh, you tell me. I'm not quite sure. (laughs) Okay. I think it probably happened before this and we missed it, but maybe it happened later later. We get to this, it looks like a community center or a high school stage or something. Right. And there are these two men hiding in this little, like, it looks like a fridge or something. Right, right. And they're wrapping. Uh-huh. Um, one one guy discovers them and brings them out to the the stage area mm-hmm. where Daniel Kaluuya is. It's right. like a stage, it's a gymnasium. It's, it's a gymnasium. like a high school, yeah. Because
1: he gets them out of this, um, I want to say this big trunk that houses... Equipment for like basketballs and bats right. and stuff. So yeah. they're in this church or wherever school. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they, they're in this small box wrapping and they take them out and they lead them into a basketball court to where Shatem goes to them and is like, dude, you let Harry Rawlings rip us off and, and stuff like that. Like, how did this go wrong and, and this everything? Is the first
0: long shot, I think, at least that I yes. noticed.
1: It is a long shot to where um, these guys are frightened because they're just in this tin box and now. Jamal, like head gangster is questioning about things and one of the other henchmen says that, hey, uh, these guys were, were flowing, they're pretty awesome you should listen to them, kind of thing
0: but we also find out that they were the ones who let two million dollars get stolen from Jamal by Harry Rollins yep. Right.
1: so Jatem asks them, you know, start rapping and then they start to rap and while they're rapping Jatem is just getting all in their face trying to mess them up and everything, trying to get in their head But they start to flow after that, and I think this is a pretty important scene, because I think if those guys would have stayed there and fucked up that rap and not done and gone through with it, I think they would have lived. But seeing how they persevered through Jamal, uh, not Jamal, uh, Jatem, and how they kind of, in a way, upstage him, because not only do they get their confidence back, it kind of shows Jatem that they're not afraid of him. Right. To which uh, Jatem shoots one in the head and is going to shoot the other one and says tell, tells him to run. run. He gets about ten, 10 strides in to where Jatem shoots him in the back,
0: and then turns to everybody else and goes, "Clean this up." And then leaves. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's cool because the long shot starts with these two guys being brought out into the gymnasium. Pans up to Daniel Kaluuya, just him, who's sitting and reading a book, like you said, on the mm-hmm. stage. Closes the book. Comes down. It's all one shot up until run.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, acting in this movie is superb. Yeah. It's very well done. And I'm not even going to say it's the actors. It's the directors. It's
0: both, I think. Yeah.
1: Because throughout this movie, there isn't that much music. There's uh, a great scene with Viola Davis right after um, her husband dies to where she's kind of standing there in her house and then she just starts to cry. Mm -hmm. And it's very powerful because the director is giving everything to her, the actor right there. There's no music. It's all her and her emotion. And it's a very very powerful scene because of the direction.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. So... um, And it's prevalent throughout this movie. Was just how things are paced and um, and certain scenes are arranged.
0: Have we said it's directed by Steve McQueen? Yes, I did. Okay, sorry. And then written by Steve McQueen and Gillian Flynn, who wrote *Gone Girl*. *Gone Girl*, right? Yeah.
1: Um, So, uh, so from there, that's when, right around when Veronica finds that book, and needs to pay off. Jamal uh Jamal but she doesn't she wants to pull this job off so she gets the, she kind of reels the other girls in um asks to meet them at like the spa and then she kind of goes like hey um I my husband owes them all this money and if I don't get it back for him in a month he's gonna kill me I need your help and and if he'll you don't kill help me all of us yeah if you do if you don't help me I'm going to tell him your names yeah. and then he's going to come and get you. So he's kind of blackmailing them into yeah. doing this and she you can tell she really doesn't want to. She's trying to be extremely hard. Yeah. Like the guys before her.
0: Right. I mean, it's that's clear that that's not really who she is, but it's right. who she needs to be now. Yeah.
1: Right. And but and that and that really does play into this movie to where Viola Davis is trying to to be a man. But what she doesn't recognize until later on in the movie is that she doesn't necessarily need to be a man to do this. And she doesn't have to act like a man to do this. Actually, if she thought a little more differently, that she could really pull this off better than her husband could have. And it's it's really close, yes.
0: Yeah, because, and she explains this later, that they can pull this off just as well, if not better... Because if they act like men, they change their voices, they dress mm-hmm. up, then Jamal or whoever they rob right. would be looking for men
1: because it it has a double meaning and yeah. when she says it too, she's like, we have to act like men, yeah meaning we have to have posture like men and be able to pull off some of these things that men usually do one to hide that we're women, and two because. There are certain things that men usually take over. Heavy lifting is one of them. Right. And that's one of the things that they have to have to face is like, there's going to be a part where we have to lift a lot of shit and we have to be ready for this. The money we don't, is heavy, yeah. We don't have the, the muscular formation of the men that we were with. <laughs> These mm-hmm. guys were big, you know? So we, we got to work on this. We have to think like them, but pull it off our way. Right. So, um, very interesting. So, when they actually do pull this off,
0: so then they're sorry. No, it's okay. okay. Um,
1: but then we get to also see the lives kind of uh, of of the women, how they 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 start to get these different opportunities in front of them, but they end up passing passing on them in a way um, with. Alice's, is, um, where she ends up going out with one of the guys, a uh, rich guy played by Lucas Haas. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't, he's a businessman, doesn't have time for women, really. He's an architect, or, or that's have, important. Or have time for a relationship. Right. Right. He, uh, so he pays for women
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, to have a, a, go out and have drinks, have some sex, and then he can just go on his merry way and not have uh, the longing Associated with a relationship, they, right. we wants all the good parts and not the bad ones.
0: Right, mm-hmm. and she says that to him, and he says back to her, "Don't you?" Yeah, <laughs> That's a very good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So we see that relationship. We get to see Michelle Rodriguez. Um, she's given tasks that she's not able to to do. Really, she's given the task to find out. Um, well, there's this map or blueprint in Harry's notebook. To uh, of this uh, the place where they're gonna rob the mo- uh, rob the money and mm-hmm. um, Veronica asks Michelle Rodriguez to find out where this is because they have no idea so Michelle ha- has to do all these all this different research to where she comes across to the person who made the blueprints for this um, like this um, what do you mean call it like safe room slash uh, safe.
0: Which she doesn't know yet, mm-hmm. but she finds out who the architect is. She goes to the architect's house, finds her the architect's husband, who tells her that she's, she's been dead for yeah. four months. Yeah, yeah that and
1: then dead. you shouldn't be here kind of thing. And then yeah. that's where she breaks down, finally kind of coming to terms that her husband is dead mm-hmm. and that her life is potentially over. So where she comes becomes very vulnerable with her uh, with the guy, and they start making out, and then she leaves.
0: It's the best thing Michelle Rodriguez has ever done, I think. This is the best performance mm-hmm. I've ever seen of hers.
1: There's some other movies she's done I want to see where yeah. I heard it's pretty good. So mm-hmm. um, What's that one? She's like a, an assassin.
0: Yeah, I always forget what that one was called. Yeah, fuck, I gotta watch
1: yeah. that one. But um, So yeah, we get to see that. We get to see... Um, and then we're we're introduced to another character because Veronica goes to the girls and says, you know, let's have this meeting at 11.45 at night. And Michelle Rodriguez is like, I, you know, I have kids and everything. Um, but then she ends up making it because she gets a babysitter in Cynthia Erivo. Um, she she Bell. she's a, um, she's like a babysitter and she's just picking up a lot of odd jobs to make money for her daughter. Yeah. So she gets the job from Michelle Rodriguez so late and then we're introduced to her character very briefly there. Uh, We see that she can run very fast (laughs) because she needs to like get to work really quick. So uh, and then Michelle Rodriguez goes and then they have their big meeting about what everyone needs to do. Um, Veronica gives everyone a task. She gives uh, Michelle Rodriguez find out where that the blueprint is from and uh, to get. uh, And then she gives Elizabeth uh, Alice to get a van uh, to buy a van and also buy three Glocks. Yeah. Um, which, uh, <laughs> which, the buying the Glock scene, um, Alice ends up going to a gun show in Indiana, I want to say, because it's not in Illinois. The gun show's in Indiana because her ID is from Indiana, if you pay attention in the movie. Okay. Um, so she goes to the, the gun show and she kind of doesn't know what the fuck she's doing. She's like, oh my God, what am I going to get? What am I? And then she sees, uh, this kind of, um... This woman with her daughter, and she kind of uh, picks her because she looks like she knows what she's doing. Looks like she knows what she's doing with a gun, and and knows. So she plays up to the woman, going like uh, with an uh, like a Polish accent. A
0: thick Polish accent. Yeah. it's like,
1: um, hi, I'm mail order bride. My husband beats me.
0: Please I, uh, can you help me? <laughs> help me get a
1: gun. Help me find a Glock or whatever. <laughs> Uh, so the woman is like, uh, and the daughter's like, <laughs> the daughter is with the woman goes, You know, uh, isn't this one of those times where if a woman needs help, we should help them out? And she goes, Okay, let me help you. And then Elizabeth the Biggie's like, Okay, I need three of them. Three clocks. <laughs> three clocks. I have money. And, and they kind like,
0: of stare at her and she goes, One for each room. Right. <laughs>
1: So and then that quickly cuts to her walking out of the gun show with the guns and like she's eating like a hot dog or burrito (laughs) just like walking out like, Oh, this is fine. (laughs) Like like she got away with something. Because she's
0: yeah. She's just been chastised by Viola Davis, Veronica, because she can't drive. Mm-hmm. And she didn't tell Veronica that she <laughs> yeah. can't get a car because I didn't know I had to drive it off the lot. Yeah. Of course you do. Yeah. So the, Veronica's been really hard on her mm-hmm. and you just get to watch her break out of this cycle of abuse and become mm-hmm. her own person and it's great.
1: Because later on, um, Alice and Lucas Haas are starting to fuck in her studio apartment yeah and she gets a, a, a ring on well before she even gets the ring on the door um, she has that blueprint that she got from michelle rodriguez because she knew that maybe this dude might know because he's an architect to where like they start fooling they're about to fool around and he's like where well, do you have this blueprint and he's like oh do you know where this is and I'm like can you find this he's like yeah no problem a few phone calls and then she totally starts to fuck him, right? <laughs> She's like, oh, yeah, okay, we're on now, sucker. <laughs> yeah. you're helping me out. And then that's when the, the doorbell rings, and it's Veronica at the door um, because she had nowhere else to go because the gangsters caught up to bash her driver and killed him.
0: Yeah, like, beat him to
1: death. They be, uh, yeah, they end up... Well, we really don't know what happens, but, yeah, you can hear in the background they beat the fuck out of him.
0: Yeah, it's the whole... You see all the guys, and Daniel Kaluuya Jatem is one of them. And then he says some sort of code word, code phrase, and they all yeah. beat the crap out of him. But you don't see any of that. It's right. all focused on Jatem, who turns the TV way up and sits yeah. down and starts watching the football game. Right,
1: and you can yeah. see like th- this is nothing to him. Yes, yeah. is, this is just establishing his his character once again. Mm-hmm. And we also see that um bash had this um 85 super bowl ring from the Mm -hmm. bears that harry gave to him you know being a good driver and sticking with him for so long so um we later see veronica at her apartment she gets a package and it's the ring and Mm -hmm. she gets a phone call telling and saying pretty much just one sentence one week Mm you have a week to get our money so and that's when Veronica goes over to Alice's house and is like, "I have nowhere else to go." And yeah, dead. And then um, they have a scuff. That, uh, her and Veronica have a uh, Alice and Veronica have a scuffle to where Alice is like, "You know, I'm not taking any more of this shit from anyone ever again." I'm Veronica, the last slaps thing from you, yeah. right? And then Alice slaps her. <laughs> and they're like, "All right, all right, we're good now. Let's let's get this shit done." Um, so. One of the things going on is that they don't—they still don't have a driver. Mm-hmm. But um, Bell goes to babysit once again for uh, Michelle Rodriguez's character, and we see that she knows she can run and she can drive and she can help out. Um, and then um, Michelle Rodriguez brings Bell to the the meeting place to where they're going to get ready to rob this place or train. And Veronica's like, "Who's this?" and everything and. And Belle stands up for herself at the very beginning. Yeah, you need to watch
0: how you talk to me. Yeah, yeah,
1: Establishes her character just right there in front of everyone. And mm-hmm. that's the last time people fuck with her, right? Yeah. She's probably one of the biggest parts of this heist going in. Because yeah. she's going to be driving, she's going to be running, she's going to be a lookout, she's going to be blowing shit up. Mm-hmm. So she has a big role in this. And then that's where we get to our, our training session here. Is... um them, like Veronica working out that this isn't necessarily going to be easy. We're going to have to work hard for this. Money is heavy. We have to know dimensions of things. We're, we're going to have to do this and that, and that's our whole scene here. And it's a very important scene. That's the scene where she says we have to act, we have to be men for this and mm-hmm. act like men. Um, So, um, it's a very good scene. And that one, I, you know, I don't remember what if it's before or after this i want to say it's after to where um no right before is when the other wife of the the of the other heist guy gets a hold of veronica and they end up meeting for lunch and veronica's like um it's okay you didn't answer you know um, everything okay with you like, yeah, four month old and kind of thing and she just kind of kept her out of it you know she had a young kid ended up not being a good fit for the heist so they just have their moment together to where actually the um she tells her about like what's happening and what might happen to her like there's evil evil shit going on
0: yeah because amanda is a little passive aggressive about how this is harry's fault her husband is dead right Um, and veronica fires back yeah
1: right but she also says like something around like maybe you should get out of here kind of thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now while all this is happening. Um, the workings of Jamal and and Jack are kind of going around in in the background in a way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, we see that uh, Jack Mulligan is has like this uh, a press conference in a, or, or just like a, a what what would you call it?
0: It's a press. It's, I guess, it's a press conference, it's sort of a, it's an unveiling of this initiative that he's put together that allegedly lets women on the South Side own their own businesses.
1: Right, and he's touting this, and while he's doing this, the reporter's asking him questions about this whole Green Line expansion that that him and his father tried to pass through, because Colin Farrell's character was in charge of the Chicago Transit Authority, and... His dad was an alderman in, like, the South Side, and the Green Line train services the South Side and kind of, like, the poorer parts of Chicago. So Jack wanted to kind of extend the line to his neighborhood, and it would kind of bring up the value and everything. Um, But they fought other politicians for that, and it didn't... And I think they tried to grease some people, and that's why... Uh, The dad is removed as alderman, Mm -hmm. and then Jack tries to kind of swoop in and, and take that role.
0: And this reporter at a press conference starts kind of tearing him apart and asking about the corruption of this expansion plan Mm -hmm. of the Green Line because it's been very clear that Robert Duvall has been taking kickbacks from contractors stuff like that. So this Green Line expansion is not for the people of the South Side. Mm -hmm. It's for the aldermen to make more money.
1: Right. Yeah. And so him and his dad have have taken lots of money and they were investigated about this money before, but they were never convicted because they couldn't find the money. Right. And they, yeah. Money's not there. <laughs> and they can't, can't get me, and there's no money.
0: And Colin Farrell, Jack Mulligan, passionately defends the Green Line and his initiative for women owning businesses, and it's compelling. It is. Even it's when very... you know it's bullshit. Right. It's still compelling to hear him say that, That to hear him insist that he really cares about the people of this neighborhood.
1: But then we kind of find out in a later on scene with Belle, because she works at a hairdresser also, that jack mulligan gave her a lot of money to open up her store but yet he takes most of the profit that she gets but yeah. she's she's kind of she's complacent because she has her own store but this guy's taking it yeah but she's like i don't want to ruffle feathers i kind of just right. want to do my thing and try and survive in this world that's so against me as it is yeah and she, i just want to live you know she
0: even says they let me pretend to own my own business
1: right yeah and and that's Jack and and it's funny because you hear this after Jack gave his whole speech about that you know Um, and then that leads us to another important scene when they when Jack and Shaban his assistant leave the uh, the whole press thing and they're driving in their car it's all one shot the camera is set up on the car to not show the people in the car but the outside of where they're driving and it's not they're showing the car in the shot the whole time front of it no one is not showing the people inside but the other half of the screen is showing the neighborhood in which they're driving through and it's only about a minute or two minute drive but you get to see how chicago is because at that point in time when he's at that press conference he's not in the best neighborhood but he drives four five six blocks over it's a very nice neighborhood where he lives and that he's still in the district yeah but it barely, it, it, it barely. but yeah. you get to see that that's how chicago is yep. it's very it's very much like that you can cross a street and be in a completely different neighborhood yeah yeah and and it's, <laughs> it's a
0: great shot this is probably my favorite long shot in this movie at least if not one of my favorite all-time long shots because it pans from the you're on the hood of the car that's what your point of view is mm-hmm. you can see this crappy neighborhood on the passenger side the whole time, you can't see Jack or Siobhan, but they're in the backseat talking. Right. And he says something really racist. Like, have you ever slept with a black oh, guy? Oh, yeah, it's like,
1: yeah, he goes, yeah, you, were, you, ever, you ever been with a black guy? She's like, why? He's like, you ever been with one? He's like well, are you trying to, like, measure dicks right now kind of thing? She's (laughs) like,
0: we're in a very compromising (laughs) position. You're losing your lead to Jamal, and you want to know if his dick is bigger than yours? Yeah. (laughs) Something like that. And then the camera slowly pans to the driver's side, and it's this unbelievably rich neighborhood. Yep. Totally different. Mm -hmm. So good. Doesn't make Chicago look great. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Great scene. I love it
1: and then that's kind of, we get to, to see a little bit more about, about Jack Mulligan and that he, um, had some other dealings because later on after, um, after, you know, there's some training and everything, Veronica ends up going to, um, what's her name again? The, the, the one, the woman with the baby? Amanda. Amanda. He, yeah. She goes to Amanda's house to ask her some more questions about something. And then she's like, oh, this really isn't a good time. The baby's really cranky. And she's like, it won't be long. So then she goes and puts the baby down. And Veronica also brought her dog with her. And there is an establishing scene earlier on where she reaches the garage where her, her husband owned and probably planned all these heists before. Um, he had some clothing there. And the dog reacted to the clothing and started to whimper. And then Veronica picks up, like, um, uh, Harry's old coat and smells it. And she misses him, you know? Mm -hmm. And then that's where we go to... um, The dog finds out... uh, Starts to make the same whimpering noises and scratching a door. The same way he was when he smelled the jacket. And Veronica goes to investigate what's going on and while she's walking up to this door she sees this flask that she owned or that Harry owned Mm -hmm. and then she had a shot from earlier on in the movie so she knows at this point that Harry is not dead
0: and that he's behind that door. And he's behind the door. Yeah.
1: Then she never opens that door.
0: But there's a long I mean, there's a long pause where she's staring at that door and she's mm-hmm. realizing what's going on. Right. And then she quickly leaves that. Apartment. Yes.
1: And yeah. then that's when Amanda comes out and sees that she's gone, uh, goes to the door and opens it up, and we get to see Harry's in there.
0: We don't actually see Harry yet.
1: Yeah, we get she opens the door up Does he come out? No, he sits in the room, but oh, she you're opens right, you're right, the door. You're
0: right, so first, she delivers a line to him when he's still in the room, and you uh-huh. don't see you him. You don't see him right yeah.
1: away. She's like, we should have left earlier, yeah. or you should have left earlier, and then he's like, yeah. And then we get to see that he's still alive, and that the job that he pulled was meant to go wrong, yeah. and that he meant for all this to happen. We, we see establishing shots of him uh, uh, setting up explosives For the van to explode when there's the shootout. He's the one who fired the first shots at the cops to where they fired back. Um, We see that he's ripped off everyone and he's on Jack Mulligan's boat.
0: Because Jack Mulligan's
1: a bad guy.
0: But that scene is so different from the first scene when the van explodes because he fires the shots, which makes the police open fire on the van. Um. You can hear his team screaming, open the door, Legit- open the door. Like, what are you doing, yeah. man?
1: Yeah, and then that's when they and almost the van explode. Explodes, yeah. He sacrifices his whole team, uh, pretends he's dead, um, meets up with Jack, um, Jack gets the money, or I guess some of the money, uh, and mm-hmm. and Harry's still alive. And, and then that's where we start, and then that's where we find out where the money is that's yeah. where um uh alice no finds out from her i'm not even gonna say boyfriend <laughs> her,
0: from her yeah her john Her john yeah <laughs> Lucas uh, has.
1: says that this is in this building and then we find out it's the home of jack mulligan mm-hmm. and it's the money that jack and his dad stole from jamal from jamal yeah so um, no, not well. Not even from Jamal. It was from the kickbacks and stuff, because the money from Jamal he stole and he gave to Jack. And I guess yeah, some of that money could be in that vault, the five million. But seeing as he wrote that in the book before Veronica got a hold of it, that I think that money wasn't in there prior. Oh, okay. So I think it was just five million dollars from the kickbacks from the dad and Jack, not the $2 million he stole. I think the $2 million he stole, Liam Neeson stole, is different from the money that's in the bank.
0: Oh. I guess I'm not sure about that because they do mention, right after the heist goes wrong, it does cut to Jamal, who finds out he's been robbed. Right. Okay.
1: Of $2 million, right? but not the $5 million he okay. has in the safe. All right, fine. Different money. Yeah. So, different part of the story. So, Harry which makes the keep... Which yes. makes more sense in the long run, too, of what happens later on. Okay. Okay? So, Harry has this book of this heist, um, and he initially actually wanted Veronica to use that to get out of debt, because he still loved her and everything. Yeah. Um, but we also find out through the relationship throughout this movie that they had a child together, and that this child is no longer together. Um...
0: Because... Yeah, well, I'll get there. Mm-kay. Relax. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> there's also a scene I forgot that I want to go back to, but let's do this first. Yes, <laughs> okay.
1: So we find out that he... They had a son together, a mixed-race child, mm-hmm. and that he was no longer there. And we see that there's, there's friction between them in the scenes leading up to this. They're not necessarily the most happiest people, but they're kind of just going through life together mm-hmm. with a tragedy. And... We, I think we are led to believe at this point in time in the movie that gangsters or other people had killed their son because Harry was a thief. We're, led to, we're kind of led to believe that. Yes. Until later on in the movie, to which we actually find out that their, their son was murdered because he was driving a nice car in Chicago, did an illegal U-turn, pulled, was pulled over by the cops, and he reached for something and he was murdered.
0: Yeah, he was probably reaching for his registration in the yeah. glove box who knows yeah.
1: but the the cops just opened fire on him and then that's where we kind of get to to know Harry's um why Harry did all this too because it wasn't necessarily just for the money and everything it was for him to start a new life with a woman um with one he, he we find out he actually the, the four-month-old child that Amanda has is actually his. his. yeah. And that he was going to move away with her and start a new life. One that wouldn't be tragic because he obviously was upset because his son was murdered and he was, his son was murdered because he was black.
0: Yeah, and Veronica then, says something cryptic before you see it. She says, maybe if I wasn't his mother, he would still be alive.
1: Right. Yeah. Yes. It a
0: heartbreaking line.
1: Right. So yeah, it's um, we get to see Jack's uh, not Jack, (laughs) Harry's motivations in this movie. Yeah. To where he was just so hurt by his son being murdered that his life with Veronica wasn't the same, and he wanted that life back again. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and that and this leads us to the actual heist part of the movie. But let's back up. Okay, sure.
0: We missed one scene, an important scene. In a huge church on the south side. Oh, yeah, the, that's right. In the ward.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and it turns out that this pastor, played by John Michael Hill, has a huge influence on this community and can tell them pretty much how they're going to vote. And at this point, Jamal is there. He attended church. He really wants to get uh, this pastor's endorsement. Mm-hmm. But this pastor has already had a close relationship with Jack. And they never say it, but it's pretty obvious that this pastor is not so much on the up and up either. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah,
1: he's probably gotten some money from Jack before. His church looks kind of nice. It's a very big, nice church. Yes. (laughs)
0: Congregation. So Jamal's trying to get his endorsement, and we do find out at that point that the gap is really closing, and it's going to be a pretty tight race between Jack and Jamal.
1: Yes, it's getting closer and closer and closer, and these guys are going to have a debate at some point in time, and Jack is like, uh, right before they have this debate, He's like, you know, um I kinda go easy. Uh looks like you're gonna win this thing. And in a way he's, he's like saying, Keep keep your mind open. Um if you when you win this, I'll help you out. We'll do some of this stuff together, we'll transition and everything. Um and they just had like this moment before they have the debate and um in uh Jamal's polling place or his uh headquarters right. for uh, his political headquarters right
0: which is a church which is illegal right
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah and then and then we learn that on the night of the debates that's when they're going to pull off this heist yeah so um we uh, uh we get the women who start to uh find all the the ins and outs of this place uh find what the, the routines of the cops are, what the security guards, the cameras.
0: Veronica goes to case the joint with a bogus meeting with right, Jack. Right, with
1: Jack, to where she goes to Jack and is like, you know, um, uh, you said if you never need anything, she goes, I have th- some shit on Jamal if you want it. You know, I want to help you know, win-, you win. But she's really not there for that. She's casing the joint, and then yeah. she ends up finding out where that safe is mm-hmm. to where when they pull the job off, they can find it really quickly. Mm-hmm. So, um, she ends up finding out the name of the um, uh, the security place. Um, her and, and Jack pretty much tells her also, like, no, I'm not into that anymore. But this is a scene, like, right after him and Harry were on a, a yacht out in the Lake Michigan right. exchanging money and stuff. So, yeah, yeah we got you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, he pretty much tells her, like, no, I can't help you there. Um, anything else? Bye, see you later kind of thing. She leaves, and while this is going on, too, Belle is doing laps around the place, climbing fences, checking where all the cameras are, mm-hmm. seeing like where the cops are situated, because um, uh, they have a presence outside of the home 24-7. They use the pisser at the place. Um, they knock on the window. They get the security guard. So they're, they're totally planning all of this, mm-hmm. and, and that's where we get to the heist itself.
0: Well, so I don't think we exactly said that she blackmails the guy Oh, yeah, that's right,
1: right, right, right. She blackmails yeah. the security guy to get the codes to the safe.
0: She's got nude pictures of him with a prostitute?
1: Uh, his niece.
0: His niece. Yeah. That's right.
1: <laughs> and he's like, I, and he's been, this has actually happened to him before. Uh, Harry's probably done this to him before. Yeah. Because he's like, this is the third time. I can't keep doing this. They're going to know something suspicious about this. And he's like, I can't, I can't. Just like, well, well, I'll send these to your wife or whatever. And then. He concedes and gives her the codes, and yeah. they get the codes. Uh, the heist happens. They they go in. Everything goes smooth. They had like the best best plan going on.
0: They start with uh, Cynthia Rivo smashing car windows, th- so that the alarms go off to create a distraction for the cops.
1: But she also smashes them and throws flares in the cars right. to light them on fire yeah. because you need the visual along with it too. Yeah, does that? Cops run off, leave the place unmanned. Um, they go, um, trick the security guard, go, uh, go upstairs to where the safe is, they run into, um, Jack's dad's keeper, um, or his, his live-in nurse. Mm-hmm. Um, she sees them, and, <laughs> and then she totally backs up and like goes back in her room. Doesn't say shit. The then. Like I'm out of here. Okay.
0: They're like, "What if she calls the cops?" And Veronica's like, "She wouldn't be that stupid." Yeah. <laughs>
1: they go yeah. up, start taking the money, and once they're they get all the money, and then that's where they run into Robert Duvall. Jack's mm-hmm. dead. Um, she goes. Uh, he pulls a gun on them. Uh, shoots uh, Alice, mm-hmm. and that's when uh michelle rodriguez shoots him and kills, kills, kills him. him yeah he falls on alice um shit's starting to hit the fan a little bit yeah they leave with all the cash they get it to the van
0: there's even a moment where they enter the code and it's wrong right and then you think oh my god he fucked her over right but no they were holding it upside, upside down. down
1: yeah um they get outside get into the van they're about to pull away and bell's about to drive off but jatem is in the front seat Because he'd been watching them the whole time Mm -hmm. and knew that they were planning something. Knew about the book because he'd questioned the bar owner, uh, the fireside bar owner, about the book. Yeah,
0: we forgot that scene too.
1: It's not that big a deal. Um, So he knows all about what's going to happen. So he was waiting out there, steals the truck and the money from them, drives off. Mm -hmm. And he thinks he's in the clear. And then that's where we see another car from the back peel out and smash right in the back of him and it's, he yeah, crashes his car.
0: The camera's focused on him and then mm-hmm. you just see these lights start come to up come and, up behind him. Hit him, him. Yeah.
1: kill him, steal the money back and they get away.
0: Put it in this like station wagon they stole and mm-hmm. take off.
1: Take off. The girls split up. Um, Alice and Michelle Rodriguez uh, end up at the hospital because Alice is shot. Um, uh, Veronica goes back to the... Uh, garage where Harry's garage starts unloading the money and then that's where Harry is mm-hmm. and he confronts her and they have a discussion and he's like why couldn't you just give Jamal the book you know, and she's you know, why did you do this kind of yeah, thing she's, she's fucking just hurt yeah. that he did all this and then he hits her and knocks her on the ground and he's about to take the money and he's about to execute her and when he turns around shooter, she shoots him and kills him. Mm-hmm. And then he dies and she gets to keep all the money. But it's not necessarily a happy ending. It's,
0: it's now, pretty brutal. It sort know? of is because it's clear that they all split the money. Well, I'm talking
1: about the ending of well, that scene. Of that
0: scene, absolutely. I haven't gotten to
1: the ending it's yet. Relax. Awful.
0: Yeah. And yeah,
1: it's not a happy thing that happened. This right. is very sad. It's, and it's not played like it's a happy... Uh, a happy thing that happened uh, yeah. a happy kill you, know? you don't and, feel
0: victorious no it Veronica. isn't it yeah. isn't
1: because you, you can also see where um uh Harry's coming from too in a way I'm not necessarily right but you understand his motivations uh, and that's and then after that that's where um we get to see where all of our widows and Belle kind of go from there Belle um leaves the city with her kid
0: but gives uh, her boss from the hair salon a bunch of money. Bunch of a bunch of money. bunch of cash. Yeah.
1: Pretty much buys the place for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, we learn also that Jack, one, ends up winning yep. the alderman role because he gets sympathy for his dad being murdered. And
0: also it turns out that John Michael Hill, the pastor, did endorse him after all. Mm-hmm.
1: And that, um, yeah, his uh, they never talk about what was stolen.
0: Mm-hmm. Of
1: course, that was the money that they had stolen, so they couldn't say anything. Right. And then everyone kind of just got scot free from there. Um, Linda
0: Michelle Rodriguez gets her store back.
1: Store back. Yeah. And our last scene of the movie, we see that Alice goes to that same diner restaurant, and Veronica's there also eating, and um, Elizabeth Bicky ends uh, like a friend ends up coming and uh, eating with her, but she's totally not focused. She's like focused on looking at Veronica, and they're sharing stares with each other. And Veronica's there to meet someone else. Um, he's a guy... Um, I want to say he's somewhat of a, uh, an educator with Jack. He, he's in like Jack's... He's
0: still dirty. Still yeah. dirty,
1: but Veronica gives him a shitload of money and says, you don't know where you got this kind of thing. Put this in a, some education.
0: Well, it, she says, <sighs> build a library yeah. and name it after my son.
1: Right, yeah, yeah. she says that. And um, Veronica ends up veronica and alice end up leaving the restaurant and alice is about to get in her new car and veronica approaches and says hello and how you been how you been and then just and then the movie closes with just veronica who's hasn't cracked a fucking smile this whole movie Mm -hmm. cracks one at the end which, and then that's the end of our movie.
0: And it's funny that it's Alice that she's chosen to reconnect with. Right, yeah. Because she's what, she was yelling at Alice the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so yeah, it's a really good movie. Um, definitely check it out. We've talked about it three times now on this podcast. So
0: great, yeah.
1: Um, yeah, uh, check it out. Anything else to add before we close this one no, out? No,
0: I'm sure we missed a few scenes that were important because I feel like every scene in this movie is important.
1: Right. Yeah. There's the the scene between um, Colin Farrell and Robert Duvall about like the change of power that they that that's going to happen at some point, and Robert Duvall doesn't agree with the choices that Colin Farrell has made. Mm-hmm. He's he's decided to hire. Um,
0: a new publicist. Uh, a new I publicist
1: think. who's yeah. black and he fired mm-hmm. the old one who'd been with him for many years. Like he's he's doing things to that of course it seems like he's he's trying to expand like the race of his whole his whole party and everything. Like he's trying to do all these things, but in the back he's just doing it to yeah. save face, exactly. you know.
0: <laughs> it's just to look good on paper. He doesn't give a shit. Like he's trying
1: like to trying to do this and not <clears throat> trying to be a hardhead like his dad. Right. To which his dad didn't care about any of that shit and, and it's
0: openly racist yes whereas jack is frighteningly quietly racist right and
1: just yeah, yeah. um so yeah there, there's definitely check this movie out it's over two hours but it doesn't feel like that at all
0: no it doesn't except when you go through every scene right <laughs> i guess almost two hours please yeah. all right
1: well that about does it for us this week but we will check see you next week
0: thanks for listening
1: uh,